नमस्ते हम माता जी के वेन वी गो टू मदर्स रूम एक्चुअली इट्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग वेन वी गो टू श्योर बिन दोज रूम वी हैव अ मैसेज रिटर्न इन मदर्स एंड राइटिंग इन इटेलिक्स एंड द मैसेज सेज क्लिंग टू ट्रूथ सो आई फाइंड इट वेरी फैसिनेटिंग दैट वेन यू आर गोइंग टू द डिवाइन डोंट ट्राई टू पुट एनी शो और श्याम टू स्टार्ट विथ डोंट बी हिपोक्रेट डोंट ट्राई टू शो प्रोजेक्ट बी ट्रूथफुल बी ऑनेस्ट बी सिंसियर टू द एक्सटेंट दैट वन कैन बी नो बडी कैन एवर से दैट आई एम फुल्ली सिंसियर but be that like a child how is the child before the divine and then when you come back again you read the message even more important cling to truth because now you have no excuse to remain in falsehood <laughs> so in this context there is also a talk of the mother toward the end i think it is um, in december 1972 some somewhere or around that period she says there is only one remedy for falsehood and it is to correct in yourself all that contradicts the divine in you when we look at it that way what is falsehood we the whole world is living in falsehood all that is not connected with the divine all that is separated from the divine ultimately that is the work of falsehood to create a false artificial wall because from the divine side there can never be a wall if there is a wall from the side of the divine it will be impossible to receive some help there are religions which have built this unbridgeable dug a gulf divine is there and i am here it cannot be bridged this also falsehood and we see in savitri step by step so falsehood in its real sense all that contradicts all that imitates and thereby all that keeps us away from the divine separates us from the divine as we have seen we all know it is the sense of the ego self and the desire and by progressively offering it we bring everything in contact with the divine and slowly it becomes less and less dense less and less obscure until it becomes nothing but a transparent hmm, not a wall but something transparent which transmits the divine presence through all the different layers and then of course finally it becomes one with the divine one in a sense one in sadharma gati one in action one in the law of being one with the divine nature so this is the second part but the third part which i thought i'll take up especially as a message because this was a question someone asked today was when we go to mother's room and of course when we come out from there <clears throat> there is a message in mother's handwriting pretty well displayed i'm not sure whether many people have noticed or not i think those who have been coming for long have certainly noticed you want to correct what the creator is doing very powerful and then you enter into her room i mean you go through the stair and you enter and it's very interesting the way her room has been made and there is a whole history and occult reason behind it but that apart at a psychological level i find it very symbolic <laughs> though there is a deep occult reason behind that when she had gone into the yoga of the cells 
but we'll not talk about it. It's a very, very small entry. And of course, very narrow stairs. And it reminds me when you go to the divine, remember you are alone with the divine. So this is a very simple thing, which symbolically, not that mother made it like that, but that's a lesson we all can take. But what about you want to correct what the creator is doing? So this comes as a bit of a, it jolts us because when we look at life as it is, we find there is both individual misery and suffering as well as collective, not only suffering but evil. And there is a natural impulse in us to correct in whatever way we wish to correct. Especially in people who are idealistic. One, things should be otherwise. Things should change. They should not be what they are. How? So, how do we take it? You want to correct what the creator is doing? Does it mean that the creator has made all this? Accept it the way it is. That's not what she is saying. And you'll see it very interesting if you go to theology. There are two kinds of theology. One which are static, if I may say so. So static theology is God made the world and then he sat on one day and he started reviewing and he has made all the rules, regulations, everything, the laws. And based on your following or not following the law, you are punished or redeemed. It's all based on that. But there is another way of, you know, another theology, which is of course our Sanatan Dharma Hindu theology, where we look at uh, the divine and the becoming as something dynamic. So first of all, it's very interesting. She is not saying you want to correct what the creator has done. She is saying you want to correct what the creator is doing. It immediately brings hope. Creator has not created and is sitting back, laid back on his chair in seventh heaven like Bruce Almighty or some such conception of God sitting on cloud nine. Now he has nothing to do. You guys have to do. No, he is doing. So first step is to understand that the creator has not abandoned this world very beautifully. He is not running, as Shubhendu says, he is not running like a government in absentia. He is not running the universe as a government in absentia. That no minister, nobody is there, but still he has made some rules. Based on that, he is going to reward or punish you. No. He himself is doing then those lines from Savitri. What is he doing? The one who has made this world is ever its Lord. Our errors are his steps upon the way. He works through the fierce vicissitudes of our lives. He works through the hard breath of battle and toil. He works through our sins, our sorrows and our tears. Whatever the appearance, his knowledge overrules our nescience. Whatever the appearance, we must bear. First key which is given to us is whatever the appearance, we must bear. When nothing we can see but drift and bail, a mighty guidance leads us still through all. Yes, whatever the appearance, we must bear. Whatever our strong ills and present feet, all the repeatedly. So first step is to learn to bear, to accept. And this acceptance which was inbuilt within Indian, see it's very interesting, Indian thought has both these aspects. It's very difficult to understand. On one side, 
we have been taught to bear and accept and to what extent if you look at some great characters in indian thought to what extent they could bear look at yudhishthir look at sri ram how is he able to bear all that his father has said somebody else in activism would say no dad modern day ram dad you are not being fair other day i was hearing somebody was saying bade acha lagta hai na sentimentally when they say ram ek bhav hai try to lead one i would say 100th of that which ram is very nice to say ram is a living example he is not just i mean he has shown by his own example what is tyag what is tapasya what is sacrifice so we are taught to bear several places shubhendra says bear at last thou shalt find the key to change mother says endure and have faith so what is the logic behind bearing bearing is not that well are what to do we are helpless this is what life is world is so bad horrible what can we do we are helpless creatures this is not what is being told bear with the faith that there is a wisdom that is operating in the heart of this earth in the heart of creation it is not that something has been made and nobody is responsible except now us it is very strange those theology where god created the world gave you some set of rules hardly gave you any power or wisdom and now he says ki well now it all depends on you i have done a good job is i mean many times it can be very horrifying to even believe in such a thing but he is doing so there is a period when we have to have a period of bearing we have to bear so what does it do when we bear not bear with um, or accept simply by saying uh, you know this is how life is this how world is but when we accept and endure with faith faith in ourselves faith in destiny faith in god with maybe a will to understand the divine wisdom then a time comes when we begin to see his ways and when we begin to see his ways then we understand why the caterpillar must be stifled in his cocoon and then we begin to understand that the approach that we took of curing diseases by multiplying hospital was not the way we have multiplied many 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 hospitals and each time we are multiplying drugs are multiplying diseases are multiplying but we believe that is that is what is called you want to correct what the creator is doing i'll cure i will do this i will do that not that anything wrong human nature will advance in 100 ways through ignorance but it will reach a point where it would want to understand the wisdom that is operating behind creation that we don't know unless we know that all this activism all this that people try to do i mean there are countless examples i could take playing the robin hood you will realize that there are things hidden in so many layers which we don't know that's what happened you see what happened to africa people came gave them money and converted them they lost their own native what can be called as a religion through which they could come in contact with the their own way of coming in contact with the spirits with the forces behind nature 
and they forgot that they themselves are sitting on a storehouse of rich minerals many parts which now they are going to discover <laughs> so when they have discovered that all this giving money and so called education was only to popularize our own energies it's like giving a fame whereas there were people who were taking away the real jewel from us it's happening i think people are aware what's happening in africa in some places same thing has happened to mankind that every time we have tried to improve the conditions of mankind outwardly we have somehow put another veil over the real jewel that is hidden in us and so what is important is first to accept endure with faith that there is a meaning behind it which i don't know so instead of blaming others instead of taking a okay i am going to change the world we should learn to be humble that i don't know and then slowly that wisdom dawns and we can see it i'll give just one example at a larger global scale because people are talking about it so i'll just give one example so nowadays you see you know all this is coming up on one side we see sanatan dharma coming up on one side we see people are talking islamophobia and islam is as if imploding inside christianity churches are becoming you know empty now you know if you look at it from a large wide vision what do you see and this is by the way given in bhavishya puran so i'm just you will see that there was a time when the sanatan dharma started declining it took an otherworldly route it started withdrawing the yogis were no more in the mainstream they went into the caves mountains they withdrew there and that time you will see during that time roughly you see post buddhist period all right post buddhist period two religions came which suddenly rose in ascendance you see the time cycle and they rose in ascendance to whatever degree they challenged mankind and particularly the second one with so much force it impacted mankind and ultimately in india they both stopped somewhere but not before doing much damage now you see what is happening the cycle of time changes the cycle of time changes on one side the same sanatan dharma which had withdrawn into the ascetic cave is beginning to emerge into mainstream life it nobody is doing it it's happening on the other hand these two which had risen to ascendancies are beginning to decline if you look at this cycle you'll understand this is a different story that is going on so they, that was there was something necessary for man to believe in they they served their purpose without a doubt about it but then when something new comes it begins to decline so why i'm saying is because i'm answering this question which is raised in bande matram at the end when with great difficulty the group of sadhus revolt of the sanyasis they are fighting against the mughals muslim rulers and they have formed groups to fight and this is based on something true and at the end when they think ah very good 
now they are going to go away they see that the english people are coming with their guns and their so they wonder why this happened we did so much labor and struggle and we have won and we have lost isn't it what they would have felt so it it left like a question mark and yet when we look at everything now that is another subject i am not going into it but everything there is a wisdom that is operating which we don't understand at a given point of time individually nationally collectively so does it mean now we take the other part should we just sit helplessly no there is a time for quiescence and gathering power and knowledge and there is a time for action those who act without the knowledge and power create more and more confusion and complication and that's what we see the famous advice of shri krishna to pandavas he could have attacked that time but he says no you go gather power to arjuna specifically he says you you find divyastras yudhishthir he must find wisdom that yaksh prashna is he ready draupadi she is going to become an empress she must learn to be so humble that she can understand the uh, pain of even the most ordinary woman in her kingdom so all of them go through this training what happens during that time they gather knowledge and power same thing we see in ramayana there is a period when this one assim- assimilates knowledge and power receives knowledge and power and then one should act so first is acceptance and then change and that change is no more you want to correct what creator is doing that changes in perfect adhesion and collaboration with the divine that means one is acting only under the impulsion of the divine will not under one's own selfish egoistic interest and desires and that would be known to the person i understand that you know, anybody can say i am acting because mother is guiding me that's obviously fooling oneself and <laughs> divine you cannot fool but one can fool oneself abundantly so what it means is you want to correct what the creator is doing it is it is neither um, asking us to become helplessly pacifist and you know that's how the world is and you remain quiet at the same time there is a caution that don't rush into changing things unless you know what is the creator's will and if you know the creator's will then act only under that impulsion don't act under the impulsions of the vital desire and ego whether in individual life or in collective life so that you yourself become an instrument of the creator that's what we see arjuna that arjun has to there is a time when arjun is not asked to fight and that is a moment just imagine after the great game of gambles i was going to say game of thrones okay <laughs> so, game of gang gambles he's not asked to fight so gathers everything is ready now the command is fight but fight under my command so this what one has to always remember if we cannot see anything cannot understand anything don't rush to act stay quiet turn to her endure with faith ask for the light ask for wisdom ask for strength and when the time is to act then act then act without reckoning anything act without worrying about the result 
because divine actions are like that. Namaste.